A solo travel woman is a woman who is passionate about exploring new destinations, immersing themselves in different cultures, and really getting out there to create these once-in-a-lifetime memories without letting fear or anyone hold them back. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and each week I am here to help motivate, inspire, and empower you to take your next solo adventure. Whether you've traveled solo before or maybe you're just thinking about it, you're going to learn so much here as we dive into different destinations, give the best tips around budgeting and planning your next solo itinerary. You're going to hear from all different experts and travel enthusiasts about their solo adventures. So I invite you to tune in each week as we take this amazing journey together on the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. Hello, travelers. Welcome to episode 14 of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope you are enjoying the warmer weather that's coming up and getting excited that travel is finally opening up again. It's been, to be honest, a busy, busy week for me in regards to travel. Lots of lots of people taking vacations. So I know I'm getting excited and I'm sure you all are, too. But today, I'm really excited because we have something a little bit different. This is a travel podcast, of course, and the goal of this podcast is to empower women to obviously take that next step in their lives and to, you know, take the leap into solo travel. But we also want to empower you in other aspects of your life. And so when we can combine our passion of travel with other areas, that's a win-win for us. And so today we are really going to talk all about empowering you to work from anywhere, to work from your, for yourself, and to really just take that next leap in your life. So obviously most of us have really found ourselves working tirelessly for someone else's dreams and not necessarily creating or following our own path. And so today I am really excited to introduce you all to Becca Eberhardt. She is the founder of Ellie Box. She has worked in, you know, the corporate world for many years of her life and finally took that leap into working for herself, working for her dreams. And where it ties into our podcast and travel is how that allows her the freedom to then do those other things that she enjoys, which is traveling. So Becca, welcome to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. We're really excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I am very excited to be here. Awesome. So Becca, I'd love for you, if you wouldn't mind, you know, just giving a little bit of an introduction to yourself, who you are, and tell us a little bit about your story, because I'm sure so many listeners can relate. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Becca Eberhardt, and I live in Northeast Iowa. I have two kids, a five-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, and so I run my own brand management business, and I have just recently started another business, which we'll be talking about today, which is Ellie Box. And I'm excited to dive into that with you. But um, you just tell me, I would love to dive into how I kind of got started working for myself. And yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to know like how your journey into entrepreneurship began. Really, what was it that empowered you to take that leap? I'm sure everyone on this call probably sits there some days and just has these hopes and dreams they want to follow. And they just don't know how to start or how to get motivated to do so. So really your story, I'm sure would be really inspiring for them. 
Absolutely. And that was me for years and years and years in a cubicle. So I completely understand. So my story starts that I've known that I wanted to work for myself since high school. And at 19 years old, I was working four part-time jobs and I actually loved it. I loved um, just the flexibility and doing a bunch of different things. And then one of my managers presented me with the opportunity to apply for a full-time job at a sheriff's office. And at 19 years old, the increase in pay and the provided benefits were obviously very flashy for me at that time. And it would also take me from working a bunch of different shifts at different times to working Monday through Friday, eight to 4.30. And I did get that job. And when I got that job, I knew I still wanted to work for myself. So I thought this would be a really great foundation, do this for a couple years. And eight years later, I found myself still in that cubicle day after day doing the same job, listening to podcasts just like these about business and travel and women in business. And I really found that I'm like, okay, nothing's going to change if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And so I mustered up the courage and it took a long time. It was probably around the six year mark when I actually really knew that I was not going to stay there as a career. Like I, I was for sure of myself and it took until I had been there eight years to actually start sending out applications. And at the time I had thought I needed to get experience. And so I um, filled out applications to be a manager at a bunch of different businesses. And I did get one. And I stayed there for about a year and a half, two years, and went from manager to operations manager, really grew the business and the revenue. And I loved the business aspect of it, but it still wasn't working for myself. It also did not provide me with the flexibility that I knew owning my own business could as well. Yeah. And so I did transition out of that position into another office position, but almost immediately is when I started my first side hustle. So at that point, I had heard about virtual assistants and my type A personality told me, but there's no way you could actually support your family and be a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we always get in our own way, right? And it's so sad that we do that to ourselves. (laughs) And I had done it for so, so, so long because as a type A personality, I needed the guarantee. That's what I needed. And that's never going to happen. And that's actually very empowering. Once I wrapped my head around, even in the beginning, when people tell you that you're like, yeah, okay, but, but no, at this point, I've actually brought myself to a point that there is no guarantee in business. There's always going to be the risk, even though I'm completely risk adverse. Um, And now I just use it as a game with myself. But what I did was, um, so two years ago, In January, I started my virtual assistant business. And in that first year, nine months of that, I was actually pregnant. So I had a three-year-old son. I was pregnant with my daughter. I was working full-time. And I started this side hustle on the nights and weekends to grow my virtual assistant business. And to my, honestly, my hard work, but also my surprise, um, while I was on maternity leave, it came down to me deciding, okay, can I just take the leap and not go back? And just make virtual assisting how I make money for my part for our family. And this involved a bunch of spreadsheets with circles and highlighters (laughs) on the floor with my husband. I'm telling you, 
again, because I'm trying to make this, I just want this piece of paper to guarantee me, you know, yeah, you're trying to bullet it our out, stability. plan out, yes. a, plan out a plan of attack, <laughs> how you're going to yes. do it. Exactly. And it took me until exactly two weeks before I had to go back from maternity leave the morning of, so the four, the 14th day before I had to go back, I emailed them and said that I wasn't going to come back. We had decided that I was going to stay home with my kids, but then also work part-time and do this VA business. And what's, that was actually January of 2020. And I had no idea what was coming three months later, obviously, but to my surprise, I was actually able to grow that business all through last year and beyond what I even thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to keep it like part-time. So I'm thinking like 20 hours, 20, 25 hours a week, you know, um, And throughout that year, I was just able to niche down into the parts of being a virtual assistant that I like the most. So social media management, community community management, podcasting. And so last fall, I found myself maxed out on my time and my capacity, which was great because I was making more money than what I thought I was going to be making. But then I found myself, well, what's next? And I actually felt a little held back by the fact that I couldn't scale it. So when it's a service-based business and you are your own business and your own brand, I was like, okay, so how can I grow other people's businesses, but scale it so that it doesn't stop with my capacity? And at first I actually couldn't come up with an answer, but I stuck with the question, sat with it, you know, went through a few different things. And then Online, I had stumbled across a group that was for subscription box owners. And so last fall, it came to me that the way that I could impact businesses and help them grow their businesses is to take their products, put them in a box, ship them across the nation, and get them in front of people that they normally wouldn't. And so that story is what brings me to today where I've started Ellie box just January of this year. I absolutely love that. That's amazing too, because I think so many people, like you said, I mean, you kind of, you get into this comfort and you get settled and you keep pushing it, pushing it off. So to hear someone who actually, you know, had a great, had a great career and had a pretty good setup, if you think about it that way. Um, Yes actually take that risk because you knew that the reward if it were to succeed is so much bigger than anything you would have if you stayed where you were I think just is really inspiring because I think our listeners specifically can put that into any aspect of their life so although you know it can go anywhere from traveling solo taking that first trip by yourself um, you know, asking for that raise at work or taking that new job offer or starting your own business. I think it's just such a general tip of advice, you know, to to follow that path that you know you want to take and stop stop listening to all the society words telling you what you're supposed to be doing and what you're not supposed to be doing. No, absolutely. So when it comes to society telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing, Um, that was another part. So since I started at the sheriff's office so young at 19 and I had been there for eight years, the thing that I was asked and told essentially was you, if you stayed here, you could retire at 50. 
which I do get is very ideal in some situations. I could have a full retirement and I would not have to work or I could just go do something else that I liked very part-time and have a retirement at age 50. But what really hung me up on that was not in a negative way, but just in my actuality was, but you're not guaranteed to see 50. You're just not. And so what I really needed to do and what my drive was, was I need to be doing what I love now. Every day, I want to make the impact I want to make. I want to work with the people that I love working with, which are business owners. And I can't just bet everything on staying here for another 20 years just to get to something that society says is great. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. So you started Ellie Box and that is kind of your baby now. And that's something that you're, you know, moving forward with and you're, you know, looking to when, when are you looking to get this all released? And, you know, can you tell us a lot more about Ellie Box and what it is and what your mission is with, with this new company? I would love to. So I kind of hit on this. Um, What I really wanted to do was I wanted to productize a way Mm -hmm. to impact other business owners. And that's how I came up with the subscription box model, because as a brand manager, what I do now is I help people grow their businesses and I absolutely love it, but I wanted to work with and impact more people than what I could just work with time for time. So Ellie box is going to be a quarterly subscription box that is filled with products made by women for women. So this box is going to be ideal for people who love to shop small, shop local, people who like to head down to their main street or their historic district and hit up the boutiques (laughs) and things like that. And I'm really excited to work with these businesses still small and women owned because they might not have either the marketing budget or even the know-how or the experience to get their products out. Like I know that they can. And I think that one big benefit, honestly, if that's what we're looking for out of the pandemic, is that I'm actually going to have the opportunity to work with a lot more businesses than what I would have a year ago. Because I can say that even locally to me, some of our businesses on our local Main Street, they weren't even online in January of 2020. Right. But that's interesting. You wouldn't think that, but that does make sense. A lot of sense. People had to completely recon reinvent their you know go to market model they did and I'm super proud of these people and they don't even know it that they were they were just a brick and mortar and that's all they ever thought of themselves and then they were told no one can set foot in your store and they had to think well what do I do now and a bunch of them whipped up websites faster than I could even believe. I am so proud of them. And they also did, um, they packaged some things up as packages and did curbside pickups. And these are businesses, for example, one place did, you would go in there to like paint things and do projects. And so they actually packaged up projects and said, you can buy like this theme or this theme and it's curbside pickup. And so I'm just really excited about the opportunity to work with even more businesses than if the pandemic had not happened, they would still only be brick and mortars. 
That's amazing. And anyone who's interested in Ellie Box and getting on the, you know, email list to learn, you know, when the subscription will start or to sign up to any wait list, um, you know, we will have your website information in the description of this podcast. So anyone who's interested to support other women and to get some fun things that are that is made specifically for you, definitely check that out. Yes, thank you so much. Um, right now, the website is currently under construction, which I'm very, very excited about. In the show notes, we will drop the current wait list. And I do want to add that the wait list will open in the beginning of May for a okay. June shipment. And I'm what's so great about exciting. the wait list, I know, I'm so excited. It's coming up so soon. <laughs> it's going to be here before we know it. And the VIP waitlisters are going to be notified in an email 48 hours before the public. So before we take it to social media and say, hey, our first box is open, the VIP waitlisters will have a first go because the first round is going to be a limited run just because it's brand new. We're going to do limited course, quantities with yeah. our partners, but that is how we're going to work our first open cart. That's amazing. And yeah, the limited run makes sense too, because you want to get it right, you know, the first I do. time. So when you go, when you go too big, um, you know, you, you run that risk. I, I totally get it because we're kicking off our solo travel woman society getaway um, in April 2022. And we have reservations opening in June for it. And, you know, I could have totally done something with 100 people, you know, so I'm, I'm nope. <laughs> I was like, no, we're going to make it small. Yes. I want to get it right. And when this one kicks off, then I can look into growing it from there. But I don't want to go, you don't want to go too big. Cause then if something happens, that first impression then is it's tainted. So exactly. I'm sure it's going to be extremely successful. I think it's great what you're doing. Thank you. Although traveling solo is one of the best experiences you can ever have. Sometimes it does get kind of lonely and sometimes it's really hard to find others who share that same passion of traveling and doing it on their own. And that is why I love Tourlina. Tourlina is an amazing app that allows women to connect with fellow female travel companions and locals within a secure and trusted network. It is safe and reliable. Every new user gets checked and only verified users can chat with each other. It's for women only, so you could still be part of that solo travel woman network. And it also just makes you want to travel. It's not a dating app and you're never gonna travel alone when you join Tourlina. So my viewers, what's awesome is Tourlina is giving you 50% off a one-year subscription. Use code Sarah. 50 and go to tourlina.com slash promo to get your 50% off. Again, that's tourlina.com slash promo for 50% off. All the details are in the description below. So, okay. So you started working for yourself. You have a lovely family. You have a great support system. You have this amazing new business venture that you're embarking on. So now I would love to talk about and kind of tie it into what all of our listeners are super passionate about, which is 
travel. So obviously working for yourself, I mean, it's the reason why I love, you know, doing that is it allows a lot more flexibility for you to follow other passions, whether it's pottery or rug weaving or traveling. Um, And I know you mentioned that, you know, it's something that you definitely want to start doing more of and it because it is a passion of yours, you want to explore new places. So I would love to know what that looks like for you with this newfound flexibility when things do start, you know, reopening to where you do feel comfortable traveling. Where would your first destination, like, where do you want to go first? Well, I do have two places in mind that I want to go. And they, so I would love to go somewhere in Texas. I've been to Texas once or Arizona. Um, So I've actually made through the pandemic quite a few friends online that are in Arizona. So there are a lot of wonderful business women around Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm like, you know what, there has to be something wonderful going on down there. So I want to check it out. I also hear that it's a great tourist area. So it is beautiful. Stay away from old Scottsdale, super college Okay. Um, But Scottsdale, Phoenix area is beautiful. And yeah, I didn't know much about Scottsdale until guilty pleasure watching Toto Bellas. Um, the Bella twins, which are wrestlers, <laughs> yeah. sure. guilty pleasure. Uh, I love reality TV. And love so I it. didn't know much about Scottsdale, Scottsdale area until then. And then knowing my colleague slash really good friend, Sarah, I've learned a lot more. And yeah, the, the female empowerment and the groups and there is so much going on in Scottsdale for women. And especially empowered women who are owning their own businesses and doing what they want to do. It is actually quite impressive. I live in New York City and we don't even have something like that. So it's really cool to see that. It is very cool. And so that's something that I definitely want to prioritize. And then, like I said, I have been to San Antonio, Texas once. And that was for um, a work conference that I went to. But Um, as a, you know, you also will know, but as a girl from Northeast Iowa, um, I actually do have my sights on hopefully moving somewhere warmer someday. And so a lot of my trips that I'm taking, honestly, I'm kind of trying to use them for dual purpose. So I want to explore different places and see what they have to offer for like families and entertainment. But I honestly want to know, like, what is the quality of life here? And what is it like? And what does this have to offer? That's actually really smart. I did that um, before I, for a long time, I was really struggling with, do I want to stay here? Or do I want to move to San Diego? Because I absolutely love San Diego. And so one of the one thing I did was I spent, um, I got an Airbnb. I left my apartment in New York and went and spent a month and a half out in San, San Diego. And I loved it. I would have moved there the next day. Like I would have been oh, like, wow. send for my things. I am here. <laughs> but my mom ended up getting really sick and got rushed to the hospital. And if I was in New York City, I would have hopped in my car and drove and been home in five hours. Yes. Whereas on, in San Diego, <laughs> that's a long flight. And if someone, so I kind of, that helped actually make my decision. Uh, which I know you shouldn't live life for other people, but that's a little bit different. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, but I did the same thing. I completely understand like mixing those two because how else are you going to know where your next calling could be as far as where you're going to live if you don't go and experience all those places? Yes, exactly. And that's that's what I'm hoping to do. And it's definitely going to be somewhere warmer. And if there was a body of water nearby, I would be even more happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, I would do that in RP. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're, you've been landlocked for a long time. So My now you're like, I, I need the ocean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you bet you mentioned, um, a ton of places, you know, that you're looking to go and, you know, venturing to other places. I'd love to learn more too, because something we talked about prior, um, when we were just chatting before doing the podcast is your excitement for, you know, kind of mixing work and travel together. And I know a lot of people are hesitant about that. They're excited to do that. I know I have done that, but how, how, what does that look like for you? Like, when it comes to traveling, but still keeping that schedule and that discipline to work. A lot of times, you know, when we do travel, we forget about our other priorities and things like that. And so I'd love to know what your thoughts are around that and any advice you can give about staying disciplined, but still enjoying the experience that you're going to have while traveling, while working. Absolutely. So at first I'll start with when I decided that I was going to start my VA business, the idea behind that, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't working from home. And I think that's kind of in that industry, that is what people get stuck on is this benefit. And they think it's so ideal to work from home. And that wasn't specifically what I was going for. What I was looking for was location independence. So I didn't necessarily want to work from home. Um, an example is that there's a local employer around here that um, even though their building's like 30 minutes from here, they let their employees work from home. And the conditions are that they have to work in a room that's only used as an office and it has to have a door. So oh, nice. that, which it is for some people, I think for some people that is what they want, especially if you want to work for an employer. And, but the thing is, is that there's still a lot of restrictions there. And mm -hmm. what I was looking for was, how can I work from anywhere? So whether that meant my house or the coffee shop or a co-working space or a hotel or my in-laws who live in another state, the most restricting thing for me is to have to stay in one place just to get work done. And kind of like we've touched on, just I don't get enough experiences in life out of the idea of, well, I live in Iowa and I work in Iowa and I have to stay here. And one time a year we go on a nice family vacation. Yeah. So for me, that is what is ideal is it doesn't bother me to say that. So my in-laws are in Sacramento and say that we did okay. go out there for two weeks. It does not, I don't have to when I'm creating this lifestyle that I really want, it's not one where I'm either working or I'm on vacation. That's not what I'm working towards. I'm working towards something where if I'm in Sacramento for two weeks, I might be working say five or six hours a day, for example. And just the way that I am, I would like to get up early, kind of get started a little early and then I'm off earlier. And then in the afternoons and evenings, I am visiting with people that I haven't seen in a long time. I am, you know, figuring out what's good to eat around there that we don't have where I live and just doing all of the experiences that I want. But I really do just want that best of both worlds. And I don't want it to have to always be just a vacation. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, also, I, you know, just to touch on it for other people out there, you know, you have children, you have a husband, 
you know, a lot of people think that when that stuff is part of your life, it restricts you and you're not able to do all of these other things. And so I think, you know, for listeners that, you know, if you do have children, you do have a husband or wife or a partner, that is not a reason to be held back. Take them on the journey with you. And so what I love is you're also showing your, you know, your kids what, what mommy's doing and showing them that nothing holds you back. You can literally do anything you put your mind to and you can get out there. And, you know, oftentimes I'm, I'm not a mom, but I can only imagine oftentimes moms and dads feel so guilty when you have a family, when you do something for yourself, because you think all of your money or all of your energy or all of your time needs to be spent on your children or your spouse. Yeah. But you always have that individual, you know, part of yourself that you need to keep in tune or else you're not going to bring to the table your full self to those that are in your life, like your children and your husband and your wife or whoever. And so I love the example you're setting too for your family. I think that's really something just really important to touch on, um, you know, because you're doing all these great things for yourself, but in reality, it also is doing something for them too. Yes. Thank you so much. I completely agree. And like I said, for me, um, I mean, I just, I do feel like around here. So in rural Iowa, you know, all of the jobs are really the same a week or two of vacation off a year, be super grateful for that. And that is the as good as it gets. And just for me, I just always knew that it wasn't. And so for me, it really is about creating, working hard, don't get me wrong, but creating the lifestyle that you want. And just like you said, if I can show that to my kids so that they can actually see that it's possible, that's very exciting for me. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think that is just, I don't know. I I just think it speaks a lot. I get excited over that. (laughs) I just think life is so short. You gotta be, you have to be doing those things. Absolutely. And so, you know, you're, you're doing all of this. You're, you know, you've explained to us, you know, how you've made that jump into entrepreneurship, what that's going to lead to as far as Ellie box and, you know, the freedom around travel. And I would love to know, do you have any other advice or tips or insight for our audience around entrepreneurship and, you know, following your path. Because again, even though it may be mostly about business, this is just such great advice for anything in life, um, whether it's travel business or whatever that might be. I, I do actually. And I agree that I think this is going to apply to a lot of different things. Um, yeah. So what I realized, as I said, me waiting eight years in a regular job to go do what I really wanted to do wasn't necessary. The only part is that I wasn't ready. And what I was doing that entire time was getting ready to get ready. And you can get ready to get ready the rest of your life away. So my tip for the listeners today, and I mean this to my core, is that one thing that you don't want to do right now, you need to go do it. And I'm I'm not even saying that in like a cheesy motivational quote type of way. I'm, this is from experience and I'm telling you to feel that pit in your stomach and take one action step towards it today. And recently I came across this tidbit of information in another podcast that I think is gold. So I just told you to take one action step towards it today. 
if that action step that you have in your mind is too scary to act on, then it's too big. And all you have to do is break that down into an even smaller step until it's not scary and you can take action on it. I love that. And yeah, because, and that's just such a difference too that I think some don't understand is the difference between, you know, motivation and discipline. You know, I wake up and there are days I do not want to even look at my treadmill. I don't want to look at anything (laughs) that's going to make me sweat. I don't want to even look at healthy leafy foods. You know what I mean? But the discipline is what gets you through it. And so I love that because, you know, it, to, to tie it in, you know, specifically to travel, when you're sitting there thinking and you're laying there and you're like, man, I really want to go on this trip, but Joe can't go with me or Susie can't go with me or whatever. And you're like hesitant on booking it and wanting to do it. What I love about what you just said is no matter what, and if it's something you're not wanting to do or you're hesitant to do, just do it (laughs) because you're going to regret it. And so I think that, like you said, it can apply in so many areas, whether it's your fitness and working out and you're looking at that treadmill and you're like, no, do it. Or if it's a business venture, do it. Or if it's booking that darn trip because you want to experience somewhere that nobody else seems to want to just do it. (laughs) That's exactly right. Yes. Well, Becca, thank you so much. This has been great. I think our listeners are going to learn so much even, and I love the benefit and the knowledge you were able to bring, you know, besides travel, just giving us, giving these listeners just so much more than just another, let's go on a trip guys. (laughs) Um, And so I really, really appreciate it. And again, everyone, the information for Ellie box will be in the description on the podcast. The link will be there to get on that wait list. So definitely do that because, again, it's very limited. And if you really want to be on that list um, to know when everything's going to launch, you definitely want to sign up. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. You're very welcome, Becca. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to follow or subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening on. And if you really liked what you heard today, give us a rating. We love to hear from you and get your feedback. See you next week.